the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Humphrey. You can find me on Twitter at JackHumphrey87. I'm joined by my co-host, well, one of my co-hosts today, the other one's in Deutschland, um, <laughs> which is Steve. Hello. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Kickers Matter, oh, well, at Kickers underscore Matter. Um, today we're going to be joined by Longstaffer Podcast, Adam Foxcroft. We're going to be running down the AFC South with him. Um, but before we start with that, we're going to run through some of the latest NFL news. I mentioned it on the previous podcast. Adrian Peterson signed with the Redskins. What's your thoughts fantasy-wise on that, Steve? Um, the only thing I'll say is you don't take AP into the building unless you're going to actually use him. So I'm not wildly excited. This isn't Vikings AP, but I think as a late round Wave, almost waiver-level pickup. It's not a terrible one, but... No. That was kind of my thoughts. I, I, I said he's sort of a late-round flyer. That's sort of it, really. He's not... He's not sort of guy look at in best ball, if you know what I mean. Cause he, like, like last year, he had two absolute monster games for the Cardinals last year. Yeah. So he's like a best ball option. If you're going to use him, you've got to actually give him 20 touches a game to make use of him. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I've said it before with AP. I think the problem with with AP, just from an NFL standpoint, is is when you put him in, you know what that team are doing. Yeah. Because he doesn't catch the ball. So um, I, I still think Rob Kelly and Samaje P. Ryan and Chris Thompson are the ones you want to own this year, personally, with that backfield um, over AP. But I don't I don't disagree with people who want to take a little flyer, a late-round flyer on him. Um, no, and you look, you look at what the Redskins have traditionally been. There's been a hard-running... Yeah. Running back team, so it's, it makes sense why he's gone there from an NFL perspective. Just you can sort of talk yourself into some value there. I think, I think I think the trouble is with it as well. Their two catching backs are both banged up in Chris Thompson yeah. and P Ryan, and then you've got two players who do exactly the same thing with Rob Kelly and Adrian Peterson. They're just both thumpers. Um, yeah. Moving on, we'll just go to your team, Steve. The Patriots release, released Kenny Britt. Um, yeah, massive breakout he was going to be this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone kept saying, like, I kept reading reports from like all the Patriots B-writers that the, like, the, the coaches were high on him and they saw a role from him. And then as soon as he, they know he's not going to be fit, they've cut him. So I think that tells you everything you need to know about where he was going to be. But, I mean... He wasn't getting drafted in any league, and even as a Patriots fan, there's no chance I was taking a shot at him. So, doesn't change anything really, as far as I'm concerned, in that in that offense. Nah, I, I, I totally agree with you. It's not, you know, he was. He, I, I said it before. He just, I, I didn't believe in the hype train of Kenny Britt at all. Um, a lot of people try and talk him up, but no. Um, also, in the news, we've got, um, sorry, Chiefs have released a veteran running back, Charles Kendrick West. Nothing really to note there. It's Spencer Ware and Kareem Hunt, isn't it? That backfield, so nothing yeah. to make to note. And last bit of news, it's not really fantasy-related, to be honest. It's um, just a shout-out to Giants wide receiver Victor Cruz, who's retired. Got banged up a lot by injuries. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Steve, but no, he got banged up with a lot of injuries, but he was a very he was an exciting player. I mean, the first game I ever saw him, obviously that preseason game against the Jets, where he actually torched them for like a 92-yard touchdown, something like that. Um, I just yeah, great, great, great fun little player. Obviously, the South would be missed, and um, yeah, you know. No, great. do you know what? As much as I've given you the eyes because you yeah. decided to bring up Victor Cruz, but he was he was fun to watch. I mean, he was definitely fun to watch. So it is it is a shame. But I mean, two years out of the league, really. If you know what I mean, hasn't it been? So yeah, it's two years, and then the last year he had with the Giants. I think the year it was the year before he was totally I think he may have missed two years, actually, in yeah. Giants. And then, so, you know, just a career marred by injury, really, which was a shame. But, you know, he did win the Super Bowl. So, there you go. Sorry, Steve. Hey, I don't know anything about that. <laughs>
everyone. Welcome back to the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Humphrey. I'm joined today by my co-host, Steve, and Longstaffer Podcast's very own, Adam Foxcroft. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Thanks for joining us. Be good being fun. on ahead of Dougie is a great honour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that one, actually. We, we do have that in the pipeline with whatever team he supports now. So... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's, it's, it's by design that you're on first, so... Uh... <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Um, so today we're going to run down the AFC South, as Adam is a Titans fan. Um, and yeah, we're just going to look at the fantasy studs and duds in that division. Um, but before we start, Adam has a quiz for us, I hope. <laughs> this is, well, I think this is a first for the Kickers Matter podcast, isn't it? It is, but it we is. could have you on and not do a quiz, could we? So, no, that 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 wouldn't be right. Um, and you two have no idea what's coming up, which I could just no. see you squirming, which is good. Yep. <laughs> um, Not a clue. I did I did a similar quiz a year ago. Uh, we had um, Neil Dutton on our podcast, um, and it was kind of him being a a fantasy guy. Um, you guys having a fantasy podcast? It's fantasy themed, as as you'd hope and expect. Um, basically, what you've got to do is try and remember how players did last year, 2017. Oh, Christ, OK. So it's it's a little game. It's uh, Bruce Forsyth, and play your cards right. Um, you've got to go higher or lower. So I've got six rounds. You'll do three each. Um, just, yeah, points for, for getting them right. Uh, it's five, <laughs> five in each round. So um, the rounds are QBs. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, defences, and, of course, kickers. Yes. Well, well, now the kickers, obviously. I mean, that's our expertise. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you'll do, you'll do three each. I, I guess we'll, we should snake, really. Um, who wants to go first, though? Well, it's Jack's original idea this podcast. So he's definitely going up first. Go on, then. I'll go first. Fair enough. Um, do you want to choose one of those categories, then? Running backs. Okay. Um, so what are you going to do? So Defonta Freeman scored a total of 164.2 fantasy points in 2017. So obviously the, the next player, you've got to say whether it's, it's higher or lower than that. Just to clarify that it's standard scoring, yep. um, not PPR. Because um, that's going to make a difference with a lot of these guesses and how you're thinking. So from Devonta Freeman... Is James White's higher or lower than 164.2? Lower. Correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was 78 points. Uh, from there, Adrian Peterson, higher or lower? Just me again, yeah? Yeah. Um, lower. Uh, correct, again. <laughs> yeah, you do the whole, the whole RB round and then I'll go to Steve. Okay, all right. Um, so Adrian Peterson was 67.9. Uh, next, Jordan Howard, higher or lower? Higher. Uh, yeah, big time. 176.5. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm going to go lower. I'm not confident with that. You would be spot on. Well done. 148.6. And finally, LaShawn McCoy. I had him and he burned me last year. Um, <laughs> is this higher than Freeman, yeah? Higher, no, 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 higher than the I'm last one. So higher than McCaffrey yeah. at 148. Um, higher. Correct, that's for now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to screw this up on the first one as well. This is a nightmare. <laughs> okay, which, uh, which category do you want from what's left, Steve? Oh, Jesus. Uh, do you know what? I'm going I'm to be bold. I'm going to take tight ends and just see what the hell happens there. Okay. Uh, your bench or your first starting point is Travis Kelsey with his... 150.5 points. Okay. Uh, so, first up from there, Zach Ertz, higher or lower? Lower. Correct. He has, he had 128.4. Um, from 128.4, Jack Doyle, higher or lower? Oh, he was pretty decent last year, wasn't he? Uh, I'm still going to go lower, though. Uh, you would be right. He had 89 points. Oh, it was quite a lot different. Okay, fair news. From there, Cameron Brait. Ooh. Got more touchdowns. 
deeper, higher. Correct. This is going well. <laughs> you, two, you two guys know your stuff. Um, well, I've just, just ripped the rest worry. of it. Brates <laughs> <laughs> had 95.1. Um, from 95.1 is Jimmy Graham, higher or lower? Um, that's not a great podcast, is it? If I just sit here thinking, um, listen to the long snapper podcast quizzes, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, lower, uh, wrong, I'm afraid. He, ah. got, he got 114, and finally, for 114, Delaney Walker, higher or lower? Um, got about 600 yards, don't think he caught a lot of TD. Lower. Well done. Correct again. Four out of five. Not bad. And do you want to go again? If we're going to yeah. 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 Go on. go on then. I'll take. Um, uh, I'll take receiver. Not that I'm expecting much off that. Okay. Uh, starting point: Larry Fitz with one five two point four. Um, so from there, Keenan Allen. Um, higher. Correct. One eighty two point two. Uh, next, Adam Thielen. Oh, we had out of a year. Um, I'm still, I'm going lower though. Still. Yeah, you're right. One four eight point eight. That surprised me. I'd have had him. Uh, surprised me when I looked at this. I thought he had. He, he moved the chains a lot, but I don't think he got in the end zone too much. So. I think it was quite flashy. Like he'd have the odd massive game, but then maybe be a bit quiet. Um, so one four eight point eight for Thielen, and then Des Bryant. I'm lower. Yeah, one one seven point five. Uh, then Odell Beckham. Lower because he didn't play. He had forty nine fancy points, and from there, Josh Gordon. Oh, that's a <laughs> tough one. How many games did he come back for? About five. About five, yeah. Um, I'm going to go higher. Oh, bad luck. Ah. Thirty nine point five. He must have got uh, that in the first game back and did bugger all after that. <laughs> no, he, he certainly did some stuff. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was good when he came back. <laughs> um, Jack, what are you going to go? Kiss the QBs. QBs. Okay, starts from Deshaun Watson, one sixty-eight point eight, and then Aaron Rodgers, higher or lower? Lower. Yeah, one two nine point five. He obviously missed a big chunk of the season. Um, yeah, so did Watson. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> so a hell of five games Watson had. <laughs> it was, absolutely. We'll, I think we'll come on to that, I'm guessing. Um, from So 129.5 for Rogers, then Jay Cutler. Oh, that's lower. It isn't. No, wow, Jesus. Outscored Aaron Rogers. He's there all year. He actually played 16 games. Yeah, true. Sorry. Yeah, that was... I still... You just said Jay Cutler. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're from Aaron Rodgers to Jay Cutler. That shouldn't be higher, should it? No, it shouldn't. And I think you should just be proud of that guess. That's more satisfying than getting that correct. Yeah. (laughs) So, 157.7 for Jay Cutler. Uh, Then Jimmy, Jimmy G. Garoppolo. That's lower. Yeah, one, uh, sorry, 86.9 points. Um, then Blake Bortles. That's higher. Yeah, uh, 249.7. And then Kirk Cousins. Lower. Incorrect, I'm afraid. He, he uh, beat Bortles. He got 277.6. Uh, so two rounds. Hopefully that's gone quick. <laughs> Quickly enough, so Jack, you've got eight, and you've both got eight. How about oh. that? <laughs> so down to the D and the kickers. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to go for? Yeah, yeah, give me the kickers. Go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should know because they all went off against my teams in fantasy last year. So <laughs> everything around this is where you got burned. Um, yeah. If you're in 27 leagues like you are, Jack, it'll be somebody. Somewhere. Um, no, do seriously. Kickers go off against me. They get like thirty points and go off against me. So it's crazy. But there you go. <laughs> okay, from your man Aldrich Rosas, eighty-four points. Uh, then Brandon McManus. 
Lower. Incorrect. He had 109. Wow. Uh, then Chris Boswell. That's got to be low because the Steelers don't kick the ball. Yeah, it's got to be low. It's not, I'm afraid. Oh, wow. Well, that's going to be high now. Well now. 159. Um, then Matt Bryant. 159. Um, oh, that could be closer. Higher. It is higher, but only just yep. 162. Yep. Um, Greg Zerline. Greg the leg. Um, He's got to have burned you at some point. Oh, yeah, he burned me a couple of times. Did he play um, Did he play every game, or did they have another kicker? Oh, gee. Um, what's the total again? Sorry, Adam. Uh, we, Matt Bryant was on 162. Yeah. Higher. Uh, yeah, correct. 182. Who's number one, one here, I think. Yeah, I, I had him last year just by chance in a few leagues, and he actually won me weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, well, if he, if you think he was number one, you may have given Jack a clue. Justin Tucker, higher or lower than 182? Lower. Um, yeah, Steve was right. I think uh, Greg was number one. Yeah, so. I forgot yeah. this was competitive. <laughs> <laughs> More strategy, although you, you need four to win. Yep, good luck, Steve. Defences. <laughs> oh, Christ. New England had 123 points. Yeah. So, first up, New York Jets, higher or lower? Lower. Correct, they had 72. Um, then, Oakland. Oh, they were trash. Um, lower. Correct. 68. Cincinnati. Higher. Correct. For 100. <laughs> you need one more. And you've got two, two more questions. New Orleans. Oh, God. <laughs> the, new, the, the Bengals is this. Higher or lower than 100, which the Bengals got, so New Orleans. Oh, they've got to be higher than the Bengals. They are indeed. <laughs> and you're like, they had 151. Your last question was going to be Detroit, but who cares? You beat yeah, Jack. Well, well done, Steve. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I got done by the kickers. <laughs> <as well. laughs> well done, mate. Well done. Excellent. Um, Good stuff, that. Should we break down this AFC South now? Fake yeah, news. I think I can fix my sit here and just uh, lead this. This is good news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, um, I think first things first with the AFC South, we might as well start with, um, as we mean to go on, with our, our, our guests' uh, favourite team, the Tennessee Titans. So we start at the QB position. Marcus, well, there's only one option. It's Marcus Mariota. So, um, Adam, your thoughts? My my. I've kind of two little concerns with him. I mean, one, obviously, he's still relatively young. Uh, he's shown flashes of brilliance. He's also shown some mediocrity at times. But he's had Mike Malarkey as a coach for his time in, his time in the NFL. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes this year. The offense is going to look quite a bit different. Um, my other concern always, well, I guess with any, with any QB, it's a concern. But injury, he's not been... Fit. He's not kind of every year there's been something hanging over him. This is the fittest he's been. This is the first time since he was drafted that he's had like a full off season and training camp, etc. Now I'm obviously very high on him, and you know I love him. He's a he's great to watch. He's exciting. Um, just maybe it's because it's my team, but he does make me a bit nervous. Um, is he is he the best QB in the AFC South? Probably not. You've got, well, not against the fit Andrew Luck, but with everything he's got around him, he could be. Uh, yeah. The current ADP for Mario is he's going at, he's the 16th QB off the board. And um, for me, that you've got guys like Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan going in front of him. Pat, I would Pat say, Mahomes is quite an unknown, though. It's quite. Yeah, he's just, I, think, I think the ADP there is just the guy, he's got a cannon of an arm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I mean, personally, I'm taking Marietta over both of them, Matt Ryan and Pat Mahomes, um, just because of the value that he adds with his legs. 
Yeah, yeah. That's it's the same. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson in the AFC South. Um, you've got, I mean, fantasy wise, that can bring you so many more points. You get a couple of rushing touchdowns, or they they break a fifty, sixty yard gain. It just massively adds to the points that you're getting. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, sorry, Steve. Well, go on. No, go on, Jack. You might as well. No, he's certainly someone I'm very high on this year. Um, it just it just falls in drafts, which is you know it's lovely really to see because he's, <laughs> he just you know he adds that value. He's, he's like Cam Newton, he's like Deshaun Watson, he's like Russell Wilson. He can add that value with his legs as well. So for me, it's an, it's a no-brainer. I I don't see how people are taking Matt Ryan and Pat Mahomes above him personally. But there you go. he's not falling that far in many of the drafts that I'm in. Just saying. That's no, probably the Titans, the Titans fans in your draft. So you're you're <laughs> well, ranking them three off the board, probably. Funnily enough, in about 17 minutes, the <laughs> league with Titans fans starts its draft, which um, I'll try and pay some attention to. I'm drafting seventh out of 16. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> so we'll see see how high I, high he goes. One of the guys couldn't make it, and he he sent a screenshot of a his pre-draft rankings that are going to auto-draft you, just all the Titans, basically, at the top. I don't know if he was serious, <laughs> but if he is, it could be quite amusing. He's going to have a horrendous bye week, isn't he, at one point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we move on, actually, I'm going to have a dig at the Saints podcast. Um, they took, we're, we're in a 20-man podcast league, and yeah. the, uh, the Saints podcast took the Minnesota Vikings de- uh, defence and picked 22. That's... I mean, Ridic- it's, that's it's ridiculous. That... <laughs> Are they just still hurting from that game in the playoffs? Just... But why? They took Travis Kelsey at 19, and then they come back to 22, and they took the Minnesota Vikings defense. They've got no running back or receiver in a 20-man league in the first two picks. We have, we have Michael Thomas and Dalvin Cook as our players so far. <laughs> Quite happy with that. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In a 20-man league, they're two pretty decent for picks, aren't they? Yeah, pretty epic. <laughs> anyway, sorry to find <laughs> That's all right. Well, look, we'll move on to running backs. I think we kind of know what Mariota is. So, running back, I think Jack and I have both said in the, already in the kind of build-up to this that the, we were super, both of us were super excited about Derek Henry. We're like, yeah, DeMarco Murray's gone. Henry's there. He's absolutely going to get all the work. And then what do they go and do? They go and trade for Dion Lewis. Well, pick up Dion Lewis in free agency and it absolutely kills both of their values for both of us but if we kind of just focus on what they can bring maybe than what they're going to take from each other I think it'd be <laughs> interesting, interesting to see I me. Mean, Jack do you want to go off on your rant on this one first and then It's, it's a rant he's had before It's not it's just <laughs> yeah. just give Derek Henry the rock you know he's, he's, the guy is an absolute animal I don't know if you've seen that picture of him next to Dion Lewis the size oh, hilarious. Of the, the twins thing yeah yeah, it's, yeah just give him the rock I mean he was the best back for Tennessee last year but every t- I had both of them in a redraft league I'd bench one of them play the other one and the one on the bench would go off every week so and then I, you know, it's just the same situation I mean I I think Dion Lewis will fall below Derrick Henry. I think people sort of fall into that trap like me with Derrick Henry, just just see the size of the guy and just love the player in fantasy. But, um, I mean, Dion Lewis may be worth taking a flyer on, but personally, I'm leaving this backfield well alone, well alone. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard to blame you. And it's, it's always that issue in fantasy where you compare someone like Derrick Henry or Dion Lewis to a team where you've clearly got one outstanding running back who's going to take the majority of the carries like you know like Zeke or Lev Bell or Fournette or, you know they're not going to be sharing the majority of their carries with someone else are they no no and, and Derek Henry I love Derek Henry to bits um, Dion Lewis huge talent but just the fact that they're both there reduces their value significantly uh, it's, a great, it's great for the like, NFL real football it's just horrible for fantasy he really yeah. doesn't yeah. care about real football no. in this podcast, does he? No, 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 we don't. <laughs> not really. No, really not. I mean, I, I, Derek I Henry. <laughs> I love both players. Derek Henry, ex-Alabama, so I love him. Dion Lewis, ex-Patriots, so of course I love him. And as soon as you put the two of them together, it's like, no, stay away. So I don't... On paper, you think Derek Henry is like the early down back and Dion Lewis is kind of your third down guy. But actually, if you look at what they actually did last year, they were reversed. 
they, they, Derek, can both, lot of, they can both do it all. But, that's the thing. But we, we also mean the only way you're, if you get lucky, you almost need to take both and then just. Yeah, but then you still get, unless you play them both. Well, that's it. You've got to do that. I, I it's a risk. I did actually do that a couple of times last year, play both of them. Uh, I think you can you can maybe get away with it if you've got, if you can get them as your Narby 2 in your flex, if you know what I mean. But it's, I, it's I, a risk. It's a massive risk. They're both brilliant, but they're also, they just Lewis. take so much from each other. I think Dion Lewis is the one that you want to own out of the two, just because of the value. I, I think everyone will just take Derek Henry on the name. Just, I think Just because of his yeah. ADP, basically. Yeah. So you're going to yeah. get Bill Van. Yeah, yeah. Although on fantasy pros, they've got Dion Lewis above Derek Henry, but I've not seen that in any draft I've done oh, so far. No, I've so, seen Henry going before. Not, there's not much in it. They're going off the board within the same few picks. But, but I, 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 I would take Dion Lewis because I think maybe he gets the goal line work, maybe. But it's, it's certainly nothing. I don't want to get involved in it. <laughs> Again. <laughs> okay. Um, receiver. So setting this up, um, my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year last year in Corey Davis. So that went, of course, incredibly well for me. Uh, Rashad Matthews and I guess Tywan Taylor are the three main guys to kind of give the shout out here to. Unless Adam, you've got anyone else you want to throw in as a start point? I mean, there's a couple of other guys kicking about, but no, you're, you're right. They're the three. I mean, Corey Davis, you would think would be ahead, but the reason he, he didn't live up to your expectations was injury and nothing, nothing else. Still a bit of a cloud there. He seems to get the odd knock. Um, if he's fit, I think he'll be fantastic. Um, yeah, he's rightly being picked quite high. Um, Taewon Taylor, at the risk of saying he's looked great in the preseason, I, the preseason is a load of nonsense um, yeah. and you can't read anything into anything. You know, he, he looks great. He's really, really quick. Um, he's he's someone that you know if you get he might fall fall quite low in a lot of drafts so you might get some some value there quite a high ceiling Richard Matthews I don't you, know, you probably know what you're going to get with him um, I would say I've always liked Matt. Matthews is a yeah. sneaky fantasy pick people always forget about him and he's always been a really good bench option for fantasy he's always someone you get... that you, you can always get him at the end of drafts and sort of stash him on your bench. Sort of yeah. he's, not, he's not fit, though, is he, at all? No, right? no, he's not. No. So he's kind of like, that would, that, my normal height on He's just, he's just signed a new contract, true. though, which is interesting. I, yeah, I looked into that contract with him, actually. It's, um, it's very team-friendly. They can cut him at any moment, basically. With it. it's, uh, it's very, very team-friendly, the contract. It's, it means it's, it's worthless, put it that way. Well, what I, mean, I just meant that maybe yeah. that suggests that... Uh, less worried about the injury than others had thought but you know John Robinson yeah. the GM knows what he's doing <laughs> yeah uh, going back to Corey Davis I um, I mean I'm just looking at the ADP rankings here and there's people there's like Juju Smith-Schuster going above him Alan Robinson Jarvis Landry I would take Corey Davis over all of them this year I think I he's think, a, I think he's a yeah. massive breakout this year he's got the opportunity to get that wide receiver one position, you know what I mean? There is a clear yeah. path for him to get there, whereas Juju is always going to be slot receiver behind yeah. AB. So you can see it. And I, as I say, I was massively high on him coming out of college. I, I I put my name on it and said he's definitely going to be offensive rookie of the year. I've actually drafted for him in another league, in one of the dynasty leagues, because I was just like, I, I, I'm like you, I think he, he is the real, real deal. He just needs to stay fit. And I think he's great. But until we actually physically see it in the league, it's hard to kind of be super in, invested in that. I know what you're saying. I just, I mean, in regards to them players, I said I'd have him over. I mean, Juju, obviously, he's got AB to deal with. Alan Robinson, I think Chicago go a bit like the Rams, and they will spread that ball around a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I see the same thing with Cleveland. Um, I can see Njoku getting a lot of targets this year, like in regards to Landry, sorry. Um and I can obviously Gordon's there as well. Gordon's the deep for it. Um, I just still think Landry though is going to be an absolute reception monster. He's, he's just going to be such a get out for yeah, but it's Cleveland. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so, I, um, I catches away. That's kind of the point. Like he just takes receptions away from others. I, I'm just I'm all in on Tennessee as well. They're one of my teams that I really like for fantasy this year, except the running back. But 
That makes uh, me nervous. No, no. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> anyone, anyone says that. <laughs> I don't mean you, Jack. Just any, if anybody's high on your team, you're like, yeah, there's a, a bit of extra pressure somehow. No, I just think you're going to be a very good team this year. And I want, it's, you know, it's like the Patriots. Everyone's scared of Patriots running backs. So I'm not, you know, that's a high scoring offense. I want, I want to be a part of that in fantasy, you know? Yeah. But that's what I see Tennessee as this year. But sorry to scare you, Adam. <laughs> well, obviously, I hope you're right. So I'll move on to tight end, and actually, it's one of the few occasions where we've got two to talk about, or one really. Um, we've got Delaney Walker, who's just signed a extension, which I was surprised about the length of that, considering he's about 912. Um, and then you've got Johnny Smith as well. Um, Delaney Walker only started really actually, you know, catching the ball at the age of like 31 or something. So Christ knows. He's pretty much it. when he moved to Tennessee. And they yeah. Was and, and the 49ers didn't. They, they really, like he's actually back not stuff. just a thin line blocker, basically. Yeah. He actually do something with the ball. So, I mean, look, for me, Delaney Walker's always been a really strong fantasy asset since he's been in Tennessee. Um, he is a bit of a get out for Mariota. I was really hoping Johnny Smith would break out this year, and that extension just, killed the that. Depth, the depth chart is the problem for Johnny Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah, Philip Supernor has gone. Yeah, there's maybe yeah, he's he's a Smith's obviously now going to be the tight end too, and you'll see you'll see them both on the field a lot. Yeah, I, so he will get he will get receptions, but yeah, with Walker, yeah, you, it's all Walker in it though. Yeah. I love Delaney Walker. I really do. He's just he's an he's just an absolute animal, really. <laughs> just for especially in PPR leagues, he's brilliant. Um, He's one of them tight ends that just falls as well. So, I mean, he's the seventh tight end off the board at the minute, according to ADV rankings. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before, I've done, the, I've done my way too early week one drafting predictions as well. Um, and he's certainly someone to target week one because the Titans play the Dolphins and the Dolphins were the worst against tight ends last year. And definitely in DraftKings, pairing with Mariota. And, you know, yeah. got yourself a winning combination there. Good stuff. So I think we're saying we're pretty high on the Titans, more or less, other than those running back positions. Definitely, yeah. So we'll move on to some of the competition. We'll try and... Uh, do you not, do, do you not want to do the defence? Or you no, just I, I care about defence? I always <laughs> how, forget. How, and, and Ryan Suckup. Don't forget that guy. Uh, we can pass <laughs> on that. That's fine. Um, only because I couldn't... Well, other than Vinicera, I don't know if I could name the other kickers in, in, in the league after that. I should have um, left the kick. For you, shouldn't I, in the uh, quiz? That's exactly that. Um, <laughs> OK, well, the Titans do, actually. Quite like them. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, fantasy pros rankings, are the, they're the 20th D off the board. Um, Which is far so, too low. Yeah, that means they'll be going undrafted in a lot of leagues. So I, I, I'd be very high on them. I'd put them... I mean, I've got a few sleeper defences, Chicago, and, you know... And the Falcons, as Jamie's well, sort of convinced me with the Falcons now. So, I mean, I'd put the Titans in that sort of group as a sleeper defence. I think yeah. it's the, you know, with, with new coaching across the board and new coordinators, we don't really know quite how it's going to look. And there's a lot of new personnel as well, which, which there needed to be. And they've addressed the front seven in the draft and the secondary a bit in free agency. Malcolm Butler, obviously another, another ex-Patriot. Um, it's... The pieces hopefully are there. We might might be light light with a safety, perhaps, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they, they could be a lot higher than twentieth twentieth. Oh yeah, but, they know, will I think be. that reflects just recent history and a bit of uncertainty. Yeah. No, they will be higher than twentieth. They're, they're they're definitely a top ten fantasy D. Yeah. Um, so that's great value. If you can pick the times up, you, you're in value position there straight away. Right then, should we move on to um, another team coached by a former Patriots? I'm only going to talk about anything that's Patriots related <laughs> itself. Um, move on to the Texans. Um, quarterback, I mean, it's just Sean, isn't it? Watson. It, I guess the question for you two on Watson is, what, what Watson are we going to get this year? Is it the five-week like best-ever run Watson of... 40 points, absolute crazy scoring, or is he actually going to hold to his eight, or is he going to drop well below his ADP level? Not interested. Going way too early for me. 
I've seen him. I've seen him go ahead of Rogers as well in one league. I mean, crazy, but um, yeah. Wait, not, I'm not interested. I, I hate players coming off big injuries like he come, like he's coming off. Um, I, I'm just they've got a poor O line as well, the Texans. So I just it's, he's already had that big injury. I just see I can just see it happening again, and that ADP is just, it's ridiculous for the small sample that you've had. It's you know. It's like a Jimmy G. It's a Jimmy Garoppolo sample that you've had of him. It's, a, it's the big ceiling that attracts people. Yeah. It's, it's easier to take a punt with a QB than other positions because of the way fantasy can go, I think. I, you know, from what we've seen, he looks phenomenally exciting. But I, I agree with you, Jack. You, you worry about that injury, especially the way he's played. You know, it's not like he's been a pocket passer who's just been, who's just stood still. Um, he's been all over the place, throwing himself about. You do, you do worry for him, um, you know, unless he sort of changes the way he plays. It's probably not his his style. It might not work for him. I don't know. Well, yeah. um, Dougie, Dougie's second phone likes him, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Burner account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're not saying we don't like Watson as a player. We just think as a fan, there's a risk to him as a fantasy because you could literally you can miss yeah. game time. And there's going to be regression, even from that small sample size. Because... I mean, listen, right? You give me Rogers, Wilson, Brady, Newton, Breeze, Cousins, Stafford. You give me all of them over Watson. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, don't disagree, really. I've got him in a dynasty league, but I picked him up when he went on injury just for nothing. Yeah. Because it was worth having at that point. But if I'm on a redraft, yeah. I ain't taking him at his ADP. It's mental. Yeah. Okay, moving to the running backs. Um, it's not a running back room I can get massively excited about, but uh, Lamar Miller and uh, Donta Foreman. Um, what are your thoughts, boys? Well, Foreman's going to be on the up list for the first six weeks, anyway. But um, I like Miller. I, I, he just falls in drafts. I mean, he goes. Uh, people are people are taking Jay Ajayi above him. I'm taking Lamar Miller above Jay Ajayi personally, and Kenyon Drake. I just, for one, I don't trust Ajayi and. Kenyon Drake, I just, I don't think Miami know what they're doing half the time, so I don't, Lamar Miller was very good when Deshaun Watson was in, if you go back and look at his stats, he was very, very good, so he's, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to win you the, your week, but he's a steady player, he's a steady RB2 flex option for me. Yeah. I think the Texans run the ball well as a team, and they yeah. have done for quite a few years, Um, so... Yeah, Miller fits into that. I mean, you, you know, they've had flashes from players like Alfred Blue who've come in every now and then and you know, covering an injury or whatever and look good. Yeah. I think it's more the team than the player, possibly. Miller, yeah, no, don't mind Miller. You're not, would, you're not getting you excited him? about him. But would if, you take if, him if, he, if he falls, him, falls right. uh, I, I feel a bit like you. I don't like either of those they're a similar ADP, and for me, yeah, I'm yeah. taking him above them because I, he's got the workload. The, the Dolphins will just run a committee because they don't know what they're doing. Um, and Ajayi, I just I can't trust these legs, and you know, well, London-born Ajayi, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very high on Corey Clement, who's going to eat into his workload this year. <laughs> I <hope>. <laughs> I was about to say, if he doesn't, you're in trouble. You've got him in every league you're in. <laughs> I got on that hype train very early. Okay, move on to receivers then. Um, got one absolute stud in uh, Newt Hopkins. Um, and then kind of a mishmash for really. I mean, Will Fuller looked brilliant with Deshaun Watson. I know he's injured as, as well around that. You've got Bruce Ellington, Braxton Miller. Then you've got the uh, rookie... Kiki Kuti, if that's how you say it, I ain't got a clue. But <laughs> it's the best I'm going to get. Is it Kuti? Kuti, yeah. Is, is he French then or something? Um, I mean, Nuke's the obvious big cheese there. Um, with or without Watson, he was a stud last year. Um, are, you, are you interested in Will Fuller? Is he is he just a, a big splash player? or Is he actively someone you're looking at? Will Fuller for me is just a Deshaun Jackson. And if you look, go back and look at his plays with Deshaun Watson last year, they're just, it's two or three big plays in three games on the bounce, I believe it was, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I can't, I, I hate wide receivers like that. I just, 
knowing when to choose them. They're not going to do that every week. And, you know, it's just knowing when to choose them. Nuke, I love Nuke. Um, Nuke's done it with every QB that they've had there. Osweiler. And they've had Dross, haven't they? Yeah, they've exactly. had some absolute Os- Dross there. Yeah. Hoyer, Osweiler. They have Whedon there. Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did, yeah. Tom <laughs> Savage. He's been everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom Savage is real, so. <laughs> and even TJ Yates, actually, he's actually through as well, so. so that's what I'm being. He, he's brilliant, so. Yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, ADP rankings, number two off the board. Can't really argue with that, to be honest. Just about for wide receiver, I just, I mean, AB obviously is number one, but I can't really argue with it. It's, it's you know, it's, if he falls to you, then great, yeah, you take him, but, yeah, yeah. I can't, can't argue with the ADP ranking on Nuke. No, um, in terms of tight end, it's a bit of a basket case, really. I mean, I've written down four names at tight end, and not one of them, am I certain, is going to... So I'll mention them, but I'm not sure we're going to be picking any Texans tight end. So you've got uh, Stephen Anderson, Ryan Griffin, a couple of rookies in Jordan Thomas and Jordan Aiken. So other than streaming options, I don't think we can talk about them at all, can we? No, I don't. I mean, they're all Stephen Anderson is a streaming option. I don't see anyone drafting them. So but yeah, move on. <laughs> Unless uh, you've got anything to add to it, Adam. <laughs> No, no. Texans <laughs> D then, like, it's always seen as an elite defence. Where are you guys on that? Adam, you can... Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. They, they, they've always got that. Um, excuse me, I'm on the clock. Uh, forgive me just a moment. This is, this is me being <laughs> oh, unable to... You can make a live pick. Come on, what is it? <laughs> okay, well, I, I, could say, I could say Gronk, but I don't like taking Patriots. Are you number seven, did you say? Um, no, this is the second round. I took, right. I took Barkley with my first pick. Well done. I'm gonna how, go. how did we not know this? You were talking all the way through it. <laughs> I, I, I was more set on who I was going to draw. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. This is quite I'm a big... Yeah. Just, uh... I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the Houston D then. Um... <laughs> yeah, I'm putting it down there. It's coming now. Tyreek it, Hill, there is, you go. This is turning into the long <laughs> stuff of Pod. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... The Houston D's, I just think it's too rich. You know, I don't like taking defenses that early for one. But um, I, I, I don't know. I just I see if Watt gets injured, which he will, because he always gets injured. Um, I don't. I mean, I know they've got the Honey Badger there now. I just I don't actually think it's a very good defense. I think people believe the hype with it. I just don't. It's good when it's healthy, if you get what I mean. But it's it's never healthy. No, I tell you, as 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 a, someone in their division, that that defense, you never you never relax playing them. They, no. They've always they've always got something, whether what's injured or not. Um, and I don't think this is this year's going to be any different. Um, what or JJ Watt, if he's anywhere, if he, if he's in the building on crutches, he lifts them. Yeah, uh, he almost doesn't, even, <laughs> doesn't need to be on the field. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe not. Not top, top, top ranked, um, but yeah, that that's a D that's going to score you some points without doubt. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to a team that's D and not going to touch in a million years in fantasy: the Indianapolis Colts. Um, <laughs> literally ranked last before we even began. They they're, they're literally one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, but let's start at quarterback, and it's all down to whether Andrew Luck's shoulders actually right, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you could say that through this whole team as well. You, when you go to the receiver, it is all down to Andrew Luck and his shoulder. Um, yeah. I, 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 the thing They've is, got Luck, another one of those O lines, Jack, haven't they? The, yeah, the, 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 the Giants for the safety of Andrew Luck. Yeah. No, you yeah, do. But they, uh, I mean, like they've got they brought Quinton Nelson in, who is an absolute ridiculous monster. In on the O line, so I think him alone is worth five guys along the front. So <laughs> from that point of view, maybe maybe they've done the sensible thing and tried to protect the guy that on his day is awesome. Um, I mean, it's like the Deshaun Watson one. Like, like I said to you, that I'd take Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Stafford in front of him at the minute, just because of because we don't know with the shoulder, but. Luck could very easily be the number. If we knew about that shoulder, it could very easily be the number two QB on my board. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of them. I 
he's probably worth taking a flyer on, to be fair. Because he's going to drop in drafts, he's probably worth taking a flyer on. There's probably a risk of luck that if you could take him and then pick up someone lower down who, who often falls like a Matt Ryan or an Alex Smith or someone as a second yeah. QB, yeah. then if luck falls off the cliff, isn't fit, then at least you've got your backup. But if luck hits, he is worth that that risk in that sense. Yep, I agree. Um, coming back to what I class as an absolute minefield on what's to do with running back. So I'd say there's three guys really identified. You've got Marlon Mack. And then two rookies in Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines. Uh, I'm staying well alone from this backfield as well. Because I just don't know who's going to get anything here. I, th- I think Marlon Mack is hugely talented. He looks when he came in last year. I mean, Frank Gore's gone. Yeah, Marlon Mack's their experience back at, in his second year. Um, so, yeah, there's not, there's not a lot there, really, is there? Um, if he's, he's your best option... I mean, I think Hines is the, the Hines is the change of pace back, isn't he? He's like your James White. Um, I just, I mean, they both fumbled the ball, the two rookies in preseason already, which yeah. is a no-no. I mean, Wilkins done it on the goal line, I believe. I haven't, I haven't watched the game, but I believe I heard somewhere he done it on the goal line. I'm with Adam. I think Max probably the most talented, and he'll fall. He's the 38th running back off the board. You know, that's that's. Big, it's not bad point. value, is it? If he's actually no. turned into an RB one, in fact, that's phenomenal value. Massive workload potentially. Yeah, um, that's a great point actually. If he's if he's going that low, yeah, that that that's phenomenal value for. Sometimes sometimes you look at oh, I've done that before as a strategy, like trying to pick out teams with low low ranked RBs that are going to start and are going to play a lot, um, and that that can sometimes really work. Well, yeah. The Texans, I think Lamar Miller's that one this year, personally. Yeah, and more probably more reliable and well, you know, you know yeah, more exactly. about. Oh, yeah. definitely take Miller over Mac. Definitely. No, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But that's what I mean. He's, you know, not many people are interested in him, but I believe he's, you know, you're going to get the average sort of play out of him every week. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, right? Are you drafting as well? <laughs> <laughs> My boss has just sent me an email. I'm like, Jesus, mate, it's, it's almost nine o'clock. Stop emailing. Right, uh, moving to receiver. And why did Boxy. why did I think that we I could multitask? That clearly <laughs> would. Yeah, it's just madness. Uh, we got T. Y. Hilton, and then an absolute mishmash of, of whatever. But uh, Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers. So I mean, if we're getting excited about Chester Rogers, then we might as well go home. And um, Rookie in Doris Fountain, so it's Ty in it. That's the only yeah, one you're actually looking for there. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ty is only valuable if Lux. If Lux fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, he was an out and out wide. He was the wide receiver one. Was it in 2016? So, yeah. No, sorry, 2015 wouldn't it have been? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Last but, year that Luck was fully fit for the year. He was the out and out wide receiver one. So. Yeah. From that point of view, there's some value to be had, I guess, from where he's currently going. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, 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 on the on the fantasy pros, the ADP is 11. Um, and he's got guys like Larry Fitzgerald and Mike Evans going over him. Well, you know my feelings on Mike Evans. And um, <laughs> I mean, I, Larry Fitzgerald's a PPR monster, so I've got no I've got no disagreement with that. But certainly over Mike Evans, I'm taking T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, agree. Adam. Any folks or <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's it's back to that luck injury, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, T, we know what T Y Hilton can do, but I'm I know I'm taking Mike Evans ahead of him, but uh, that's I'm not saying that you want Jameis Winston throwing to you, but um, you've he's just probably going to get more. I, I don't know. It's 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 just. So much seems unreliable about the Colts, um, and it's just down to that that shoulder, and I don't necessarily trust that. Yeah, if he falls a bit, sure, you're picking him up, but he's going so high. Yeah, my reasoning with taking him above Evans is, um, I believe that Bucks offense, that ball's just going to get spread around everywhere. I mean, they've got the two tight ends, they've got about four receivers now um, that are all capable in fantasy as well, so it's... I know he's the. So I've always loved Evans, though. I've always he's just 
I've always liked him, and then you burn. It goes back to that, he burned me <laughs> last year. So, yeah. Let personal feelings get in the way and then, again. And then Steve and uh, Jamie decided to full draft him onto my uh, redraft 16-man league team. Yeah, so thanks for that, Steve. It was, it was the rules you set, Sunshine. He was next yeah. man off the board, so I was, you get what you, you say. I was working in the dead zone, to be fair, but, you know, I come back and I see Mike Evans, I'm like, wow. Just wow. Thanks. Four-hour draft, mate. It's your idea. Yeah, cheers, cheers, mate. Cheers. Right, move on to the tight end position. Um, got two tight ends of note in, in Indianapolis, and it, they're one of the, the teams that really run quite a few two tight end sets. So Jack Doyle, who as we touched on earlier, got less points than Cameron Brake, because I seem to get that one right, I think. Um, and then Eric Ebron, Mr. Stonehands. But um, are you taking either of these two boys? Give me Jack Doyle for the first... Eight games, and then give give me Eric Ebron for the last eight games because Ebron becomes a beast in the latter part of the season. Like <laughs> um, when he gets cold, does he? Yeah, I, I just no, I like um, I like Doyle out the two, and Doyle would be the only one I'd sort of take at the end of a draft, or or would be a streaming option. That that would I, be. It for me. I think I think actually, with that position, I don't think it matters as much whether Lux fit, you know, the somebody else. It's Jack Doyle's a one of those, a great a great kind of go-to guy. Um, and he, you know, with Brissett throwing to him last year was always a threat and often one of their only threats. You know, I'm, I'm pretty high on him. You know, they've obviously got Ebron as well, whether it's a bit of a Henry Lewis thing again with those, but I think it's, you considering how little else they've got other than Hilton at receiver, I think you're pretty comfortable taking either one of them. Yeah. All right then, so I, I know I, I normally miss the D, but I've mentioned it on the way of the top D. <laughs> no, two minutes. Horrendous. Move on. Um, yeah. Let's go to the Jags. Um, so we'll start with the remarkable, the one. Oh, if you want to compare, if you want to compare Ds, wow, what a comparison that is. Well, I even want to just compare a quarterback because that's where the real challenge is. Andrew Luck versus Blake Bortles. I mean, here we are. It's. Um, <laughs> Blade Bottles, boys. Either of you going to take him? You're going to do what Phil did in our league and absolutely reach to come and get him? I have taken him in our Superflex League because of Martin taking two QBs off the board straight away. So I had to take him. Um, yeah, but you didn't really want to, though, did you? No, I didn't. When, especially <laughs> when there's guys like Amari Cooper still on the board. And then I'm looking <laughs> at Blake Bottles and I'm like, I need a QB. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Pro's got him going 20th. Just below Dak Prescott. I mean, personally, uh, Bortles is actually a very good fantasy um, option. He's, he's, he's not a very good NFL QB, but he's... Um, garbage garbage time points still count. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. He's a, he's a good... I mean, I would take him above Prescott. I wouldn't take him above what's above that, though, like Smith, Jared Goff, Mariota, Mahomes, Matt Ryan, personally. But, what's some uh, of the names below Bortles, though? Like, Derek Carr? Would you take Derek Carr? I'd, I'd, I'd take Bortles over Carr. Yeah. I would. No. Tri- no see, I, wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Trubisky is lower. I'm quite high on Trubisky. Well, I'm, quite, I'm high on the Bears in general. So, I would take Trubisky above Bortles personally. I did, actually, in the Superflex League. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Bortles is a, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a fantasy option. He's just, he's just not someone you want to draft. So. No. You just feel, you feel dirty, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Phil was doing, but anyway. Um, coming on to running back, um, so Bell Cow is obviously Leonard Fournette, and I guess TJ Elden's worth a little mention, but Leonard Fournette, where, where we, like, obviously we talk about the big four backs, and then it's kind of a Kamara, Barkley, and Hunt seems to be going next, but Fournette's almost like in another tier, and I, I'm not sure I'm, I, I like Fournette as much as any of those guys, that, 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 that Kamara Hunt, here, as long as he's healthy. Yeah. No. Your thought, your thoughts on the uh, Fournette, Adam? Uh, he's he's up there. Well, from from what we've seen last year, yeah. he might have a a bit of an attitude problem, but then who doesn't? Um, on the field, he's looked incredible. I don't see. Yeah, he's 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 up there with them all. I, I uh, and and again, the whole thing about him being the only guy there, really. You know, you, yeah. You're not worrying about Yeldon stealing his carries. Yeldon's oh, there is a, is a nice handcuff, isn't he, in that sense. If Fournette goes down, <laughs> then Yeldon's a great handcuff, but that's it. 
I do think it's interesting is last year, Fournette was only really used on the first two downs. And everything out of Jacksonville is they're going to be using him on on third down. So, no, I think... Sorry. I think think you've got to take Yeldon if you're going to take Fournette, obviously, later on in your draft. Just Fournette has a bit of an injury history as well. So, especially the way it runs, I mean... I think we all saw that game against the Steelers where he just egged the linebacker on just to come and smash him one. Um, he's not really scared, is he? He's not no, he's not. Running um, out of bounds. I think they use the word violent finisher. That's definitely how Fournette runs. But, I mean, Fantasy Pro's ADP have got him 10th at the minute. And there's guys like Kareem Hunt and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, everyone knows my feelings on Christian McCaffrey. Um, but I would have him above both of them. But then... Then you see Dalvin Cook behind him. I've got Dalvin Cook ranked above Leonard Fournette. So it's um the other thing in Fournette's favour is Bortles and yeah. question marks about him, about their their passing game. They're just other teams with really strong running backs have got more of a passing game than Jacksonville have. Uh, that's that's just gonna. I mean. Add when we did the NFC South the other day, one of the reasons we were down on the Panthers' running game was the fact that Andrew Norwell had gone. Well, Norwell's gone to the Jags. Yeah. They've, they've added a, a great run-blocking guard in there as well. So they, they've actually tried to give Fournette every opportunity to absolutely dominate. So I've, I mean, I've, I, 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 I just... Been, it's just been drafted lower than, than I, I, I've got. I'm really, I, he's just outside my, my top view, like outside the big four, really. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the same. Yeah. Okay. You, you're saying you'd take him above Barkley and Golden? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd like, like, I know you're super high on Barkley because you're a Giants fan and he's going to be the next coming of whoever and he's going to be the greatest thing to ever put on the shirt. <laughs> but um, we, ain't, like, we haven't seen it yet. And I know he had that one breakout and, um, on, on his debut in the pre-season, but... If I'm trying to take something that I know, um, I'm, the big four, the big four, they're, they, they are considerably better because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying off last year and what the teams have done in the off-season to improve, I think there is potential regression for Kamara. There's definitely a regression in line for Kareem Hunt and Barkley. I don't know why is Fournette not being talked about in the same breath as those. I don't. I just don't get it. I think with Fournette, people just get scared because he's very, he's just, he's a violent runner. He really died. And violent runners do not last long in the NFL. I mean, look at Thomas Rawls, the way he used to run in Seattle. Yeah, look at Marshawn Lynch. I mean, Christ, he's no, been around yeah. forever. He's one, one of the most violent runners we've ever seen in the game. So I just look at Fournette and I see a, not exactly the same, but that kind of, I know he's got the injury thing. I just, I don't get why he's completely out of the question when, when, when people start going nuts on Kamara, Hunt and Bartley. I'd never see Fournette go above him. And I'd yeah. have him absolutely in that group him. That's fair play. I've you know, got no arguments with it at all. So. Um, all right, then. Well, there's my absolutely passionate love of Leonard Fournette <laughs> come over there. I think we've uh, established that. Um, now to a group of wide receivers that I, I, I have no idea what to do here. But, um, so try and... I guess I'll give them in order. I think they're on the depth chart. Uh, Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, Keelan Cole, Dee Westbrook and DJ Chart. I mean, Christ, I mean, I suppose they're all falling low enough to just take a punt. But is there one of them that you're you're particularly high on? Um, I mean, maybe I'd say Marquise Lee's the first one off the board. Um I mean, you've got Dante Moncrief there. You know, he's quite good with the Colts. So just, I, I just, no, it's, I, I believe this is like another LA situation. Now you're getting into with the Jags wide receivers. It's going to get spread across all of them. The uh, yeah. Target. Um, I mean, I was very high on Dee Westbrook coming into the season, and um, I've I've still got him in a couple of dynasty leagues, just sitting at the end of my bench. But I just no, it's it's. It, Probably not something I want to get involved in, personally. No. Adam, you, any of those Jags receivers? No, not for me. <laughs> same same, same <laughs> thing again, really. Um, but, you know, they... Again, such a change of personnel. You know, the, the Allens have gone. They've moved elsewhere. Um, you, uh, I was quite high on Alan Robinson, even with 
Blake Bortles, dare I say it. But no, I don't. I'm not really interested in. I guess a lot of them in the standard redraft are going to be waiver options. So in that sense, uh, you're going to be able to, if one breaks out week one or week two, then you've got a chance of stashing one if you can then. So I think it's going to be more of a case if you've got your second wide receivers on the bye, then you just maybe pick one of them up for the week, use them, and then you really just roll with it, basically. Certainly certainly none of them I'm drafting. Okay, move um, to the tight end position. One of my favourite sleeper picks, um, Austin Saverian Jenkins. Um, I think I said totally that on the same page as me there. <laughs> uh, again, as uh, much as I don't like their receivers, I'm I'm quite high on him. Yeah, no, I I agree. He's, you know, I I think he should have been a lot better in fantasy last year, apart from being robbed. Of- was it two touchdowns against your Patriots, um, Steve? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I wouldn't say yeah. robbed, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, well, uh, fairly disregarded, I'd say. But yeah, sitting there in my front room. But um, I, I like Saverian Jenkins. I didn't particularly like the landing spot because Jacksonville don't use their tight end a lot anyway. They, they should. They should. They really should. Yeah. yeah. The reason they use the tight end is because they, they have Mercedes Lewis. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he can barely move. Yeah, he had that one game where he got three touchdowns. I think it was, but he can barely move. Yeah. ASJ can move. I think he's yeah. a massive upgrade on on Lewis. I mean, I think, he I think he's going to have a storming year. I really do. He's a, his ADP at the minute is twentieth tight end off the board. But I mean, there's guys like Cameron Bray, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook. Tyler Eifert, OJ Howard, Charles Clay, George Kittle. I've got him above all of them. So yeah. I don't have him my 13. He's got a path for a lot of, lot yeah, of work. Yeah, def- def- he's got a path for it. I just, I, de- I need to see it. I really do before I can trust it. I mean, I- I've got shares in him, so, you know, I just need to yeah. see it before I can trust it. Okay, and uh, before I forget, we better talk about the Jags D. Um, obviously, if it wasn't, I, I in, in one of my main dynasty leagues last year, I um, I went with David Johnson with the number one pick, and he went down for week one. And I swear to God, I, I only finished where I finished in the league mid-table because of the Jags D. Every week, getting me out of massive holes, scoring 20, 21 points and stuff. So It's like the Seahawks one was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's just, just mental. The really score was, was insane. That, all that Saxonville stuff, it was just, they were just point crazy last year, but are you taking them as the number one D this year, or are you shying away from that ADP? I just can't take a D. Right, thanks for Adam for coming on. Great chat with the AFC South there. Um, but now we're going to move on to well, everyone's favourite section, Robbie Aguayo's Corner. Um, Maybe a hit, but it's very often a miss, um, especially for the Chargers fans this year because he's going to be your kicker. So, <laughs> um, my miss this week will be cyclists. Listen, right, today I'm coming home from work, I'm doing a left turn, a cyclist is there, made the sign that he's going to do a left turn, has a pair of Dr. Dre Beats headphones on, um, but then as I'm making my left turn, he decides he wants to go straight on. The guy got a mouthful off me, um, looked around, he was like, what? I was like, well, for one, don't ride with bloody helmet, uh, he- helmets, don't ride with bloody headphones on, for God's sakes. Hear what's behind you. Um, you know, it's just, just I, I, I don't mind. Do you know what it is for cyclists? Cyclists that drive are fine, but cyclists that don't drive and ride on the road are bloody idiots. Um, that's, that's just my little point. That, you know, I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm gonna have Cycle Nation after me now. Um, With the Bucks fans and the, uh, yeah, the yeah. yeah, well, I've, I've had it before, so you know, whatever. Bring, bring it. I don't care. Um, and my hit this week is just um, a bit of saying. It's talking um, about on the Long Snap podcast. Actually, um, massive thanks to the guys for having me on. I just, you know, just spending time with your kids is really nice, and um, you know. I'm quite new to fatherhood. My daughter's only 15 months old, but, you know, it's just nice to spend time with your kids and just chill out, you know? Yeah, agreed. Steve? Well, I've got um, I've got my hit and miss, and it's, it's from the same individual, actually, and 
couple of weeks ago, I, I was <laughs> slating into Hugh Jackson because of watching Hard Knocks, and I've got another, I've got another thing from Hard Knocks with one individual, but I'm going to start on the negative bit of it first, which is the, I'm going to give you this quote, okay? Stretching's way overrated. Did you know in World War One, World War Two, all those guys that fought in that war, they did push-ups, jumping, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed a rope and ran, but none of this fancy shit, and they won two wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups and sit-ups. Two world wars. You think they're worried when they're running across Normandy about fucking stretching? Are you kidding me? Give me my rubber band to stretch so I can run across that fucking beach. You've got to be kidding me. That is offensive line coach Bob Wiley. Um, it's exactly that sort of old school mentality thinking, which is why the Browns are absolute trash year on year. Um, it's, mon it's madness, that sort of talk. Funny, but madness. But in Bob Wiley's defence, he's not the healthiest looking fella. Um, so stretching you probably can't do. And if you want to see real evidence of Bob Wiley at his best, there's a fantastic video on Twitter of Bob Wiley doing the snap cow, yep. which I advise anyone to just go straight onto Twitter, type Bob Wiley snap count video and just watch. His belly moves in absolute perfection with when he's counting the snap count and it's remarkable. So my Mrs. Bob Wiley's outdated approach to fitness and stretching, but my God, my hit is watching Bob Wiley do the snap count. It's just genius. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'll just come back to me for a second. I'm going to one more miss. Um, Jamie Byram sodding off to Deutschland for the second pod, like you know, second podcast as co-host. He's, he's done one podcast and he sods off to Deutschland. Um, no, just. Um, in all seriousness, uh, have a great time, mate, and um, we're, we can't wait to have you back, moan, and you're moaning, basically. Exactly, um, we miss it, we need it. Yeah, exactly, we miss it. Uh, but massive thank you for everyone that likes, subscribes, all that stuff. Um, if you haven't, can you do it back for us? That'd be great. And, um, yeah, keep listening, and um, peace out, people. Thank you. <laughs>